Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. It's not easy being Jeff Lewis. This is what I'm, I'm sick of hearing, and it's now triggering me. I wish them well. No, you don't. I don't wish them well. You don't wish them well. I get dragged all the time. Oh, I do too. And I deserve it. Believe Most me. Most of the time, I deserve Same. it. Same. I don't get angry. For what? What do you get angry about? I get angry There's... about everything. <laughs> <laughs> what don't I get angry about? Jeff Lewis has issues. Hey, it's Jeff Lewis, and I have issues. In today's episode, Taylor Armstrong and Doug Buden join the show. We talk about Taylor's switch to the OC Housewives, cat memes, and Shane's cousin's genitalia. Is it weird, like, Real Housewife of Orange County star, when you were, you were prior, you were the Real Housewife of Beverly Hills star? It's a little bit of getting used to. You're yeah. the only person I know of, right, that has made the crossover Officially. from one city yeah. to the next, correct? Yeah, it's kind of like the bisexual thing, right? Crossing over. <laughs> yes, and that is something we are going to address later in the show. Oscar, our intern over there, are you an intern or do you work here now? <laughs> I work here. Okay, anyway. <laughs> so he's also bisexual, but he's also demisexual. Pam? He's sapiosexual. He's all kinds of things I don't understand. Just so but sexual. he's not a Beverly Hills housewife and an Orange County he's housewife. Not. No, no. You're no. missing one category. <laughs> not an intern either. How how is it being on Real Housewives of Orange County versus because it was ten years ago you were on uh Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. You were on for the first three seasons, correct? Yes. How's it different? Yeah. Well, I think because I started out with the original cast of Beverly Hills, and the original six of us were real friends, so we started our own problems together. And I've jumped into Orange County, and they have their own existing problems from the past, and so I'm catching up a little bit on why they have some beefs that I wasn't aware of. Well, Doug was saying, like, I don't understand. You weren't on the episode last night. And then you had said that you actually are considered a friend of the show, but you've been, like, you're in so many scenes. Yes, I am a friend, and I guess that's why they didn't have me on last night. So upset. <laughs> okay, but so they have to because they want—they don't want to hire you as a full-time ca- uh, cast person. Is that—is that the I, deal? Or were you there, and they just cut you out of it, or you just weren't part of any of that? Those scenes that they showed. I was not there. Okay. No. no. Okay, because they are—they are utilizing you, though. They're using you a lot, yes. which is a good sign. Hopefully, you become a permanent cast member next season. Hopefully, if you want to. Yes, I would love that. I've really, right. mm-hmm. I've really gotten to know the cast and have really enjoyed my time with them. And now that I've gotten to know them better and know a little bit more of their backstory, I think I'll become a more valuable player next year. But you're also, you are heavily featured in the still to come this season on The Real High. Like, there was a lot of you there. So I know that there's a lot more coming. Oh, there's a lot more coming. You better stay tuned. Oh, oh so the good news is they're really using you, hopefully, a lot. And then they, you'll stay. Because I think you're a great housewife, obviously. I mean, they thought so, too. Now, how did all of this start? Because you were off 
So you left in season three of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, which was probably a good decision at that point. Yes. Um, you had dealt with a, a, a very personal tragedy. Your husband passed away. Yes. Your, your I, ex-husband, yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. We had gone through so much with the abuse and then the suicide, and it was time for, for me definitely to take a break, and I felt the network about the same, and I took my daughter and moved away for a little time. We, we really couldn't go anywhere without the paparazzi and people outside our home. It was very much chaos. And Kennedy, my daughter, was only five at the time. And I just felt like it was way too much for her to be exposed to and too much for me, frankly, as well. So I took her to Vail, Colorado, put her in a tiny little school and skied for a few years and just catch my breath and kind of found myself again. So you went to Vail, Colorado for how long after Beverly Hills? Um, let's see. She started second half of first grade there, and then we left there. She started fourth grade back in OC. So you, so you were there for a while. So then you moved to Orange County. I did. You, you elected not to go back to Beverly Hills. I thought about going back to Beverly Hills, but my parents moved to Orange County when I was 17. So Orange County really is home for me. And I'm an only child, and Kennedy's an only grandchild. So I felt like that was a better fit for us to, to get back into our family life. I mean, I've watched The Housewives from day one, and it's crazy to think that Kennedy is now 17. I remember the big the birthday, party. birthday party, which you got a lot of, Alice in lot Wonderland. of flack for that. Was it Alice in Wonderland? It, it, yes, it, but it was the, the modern, Mad Hatter. The, it was Mad Hatter, yeah, because the new Alice in Wonderland. Wonderland with Johnny Depp had just come out and that's why I walked on the table and I was acting a little crazy as always but yeah I know I can't believe she turned four but you know what's funny about that whole birthday party that I got so much flack for yeah. the $50,000 birthday party Huh. It's like laughable in Beverly Hills. I agree. Now. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> they would be like, "Oh, it's so sad." Only right. fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> right. Poor thing. So Poor, I was so going to ask you: Are the birthday parties in OC like just much different, or now people spending that kind of money in Orange County? Also, do you think Orange County is so much more laid back, and I feel like it's not the keeping up with the Joneses that the Beverly Hills girls mm-hmm. go through with one another. So, but I do think that they would laugh at my fifty thousand dollars. I think it's um, what was one because we had dinner last night um with your husband john as well and um who i really like by the way i really liked liked you too it ended up being a a much longer dinner than i thought but we really everybody was hitting it off and i think it was like a three-hour dinner but um i thought it was interesting when you told me that you know you had at the time when we were watching real housewives of beverly hills it seemed like a very charmed life right it didn't seem like i mean you were uh you were very very privileged and it was interesting is that you would you told me you know i had this black amex card i really could spend whatever i want i you know and you did but what was interesting your husband was very controlling and uh very financially dominating and you told me last night which was interesting at the end of the month when he got the credit card statements what would happen He would call me into his office and pull up my credit card statement, and then we'd go line by line, and he'd want to know who I was with on every occasion. You were at Starbucks, and you spent $15.60. Now, I know you don't eat that much at Starbucks, so who were you with having coffee? You were at the Beverly Hills Hotel and spent $140. Who were you with? And he would go line by line, and that is a form of control. So often, financial abuse is such a huge form of control in domestic situations. That's insane. So this was a monthly regular occurrence where he doesn't really care if you're at Barney's and you're spending six grand, but where he's concerned is restaurants, coffee, bars. Who are you with? Who are you with? Wow. So was he, was he tremendously insecure? 
I think we're just narcissistic and so controlling. Um, very, very jealous. I, I mean, I remember being in a facial one day and him calling me, and I had like one of those masks on and trying to have a conversation with him. And he's like, "Where are you?" And I'm like, "I'm literally getting a facial. Like, do you want to talk to the person who's giving me the facial?" And unfortunately, it was a man, which started a whole new thing. And I'm like, "I'm at the face place. Right. <laughs> Nothing is going down here. I promise." Yeah. But it was like that all the time. The phone just ringing and ringing and ringing and keeping always, tabs on you all the time. I mean, and also lots of recording devices in my cars and my houses, monitoring. Really? Yeah. He eventually had me take a polygraph test. Wow. It's so interesting also that he was, I'm thinking back now because I also watched from the very beginning, and he was actually in a lot of scenes. I, I, would, have, I would have thought that he wouldn't, wouldn't even allow you to do a show like this. Yeah. Why did he allow you to do that show? Narcissistic. He thought that the world would love him. He, he was very oh charming God. when he wanted to be. Mm. And I think he thought the world would only see the good side of him. And in retrospect, for me, I think that one of the reasons I went on the show is he could be so good. And when the cameras were around, I thought maybe he would be the better form of himself because he wanted the world to love him. When we would go out to dinner with friends, you know, abusers don't act out in public. They want to be loved. They act out in private. So what better way to have my whole life public than to have cameras around me and tons of friends? So it's even safer for you in yes. that respect. That that makes sense. To and me. it wasn't conscious at the time. It's just in in reflection. I think that was part of my thinking. Right. That makes sense. Your current husband, um, John, uh, he you've been married for nine years. How did you meet? We met because he was a mutual friend of mine, and during after um, Russell passed, I was le left with a $1.4 million corporate lawsuit that he was actually fighting, and when he passed, we were still divorced, so it went to me, and then also we were looking for all the assets because, again, with the financial control, I had no access to money, only my credit card, so we had to unlock all of those bank accounts to find out where all the assets were and then to fight this corporate lawsuit, and John is an attorney and also has worked in corporate law. So my friend asked John to help me navigate all the attorneys. So, so you weren't privy to any sort of financial information at all. Did you have at any point in time with all these lawsuits and did, did they ever any seize your property like they did Erica Jane? No, I, I never had any property seizure, but what ended up happening with the corporate lawsuit, because I, they had um, in-house counsel, and I just couldn't continue fighting it. I mean, my legal bills were like $100,000 here, mm -hmm. and I was not able to keep up. So finally, John ended up settling with them, and in the background of the phone call, I'll never forget this, he was on the phone with the CEO, and his wife is yelling, I want her ring, and I want her Birkin bags. And I had quite a large wedding ring. And she's yelling that in the background. And finally, I was like, give him the ring. Give him the Birkin bags. I need this to be over. Like, I can't handle this any longer. So an attorney literally came to my home and took my wedding ring and two Birkin bags. Wow. Isn't that creepy? Like, a wedding ring I would have given to my daughter. Wow. Okay. Gross. Gross. I, rem I remember reading when that happened. I remember yeah. that. By the way, when we went to um, Marwa last night, I feel really bad because Shane and I, what happened was... Um, I was running like seven, eight minutes late. I don't like to be late. So I pressed the up button for the elevator and there was a woman there. Remember Shane? And the woman there was on the phone and she was kind of halfway paying attention. Well, the elevator opened and I'm like, ma'am, are you going up? And then she said, yeah, cause she was on the phone. And so she went in the elevator and then I realized that elevator was going to the basement. <laughs> 
and it closed and I, and I realized and I was like oh shit and then before I walked in I, I'm like oh I got I'm going up I'm not going down and so it closed and then we sent her to the basement oh. and then at the same time the one going up showed up so then we beat her to the top <laughs> I felt really bad but about that. she was on that. the phone anyway, so she had more to talk about with whoever it was. So after 10 years of being off TV, now I know that you um, you wrote a New York Times bestseller, Hiding from Reality, in 2012. So that was a tremendous success for you. Did you ever have, um, when, a, when a book does that well, do you, does your publisher or your book agent, do they ask you to do another? I've talked to her about doing that. I talked to her about doing one with Dr. Charlie Sophie who helped me through a lot I know of it. Do- yeah, I know Dr. Sophie, I knew yes. you would, yes. I thought having his perspective, because he went through almost all of that with me, and having his input um, to talk about the different variables that I, w- I went through, because they relate to so many women, and, and men, actually, with domestic abuse. But um, I think they didn't really want to revisit all of that. There's so much to the story, as you and I were talking about last night. More so to the I, story. So I think that if I redid anything about the book, I would make it where you see the end, because the end of the book is just sad. I'm just in a really bad place. And so seeing how there is life after, I think, is a powerful message. Um, you know, I'll add... Uh, I- there's things that now I get confused, like when we talk for three hours, I get confused of what I'm supposed to, what I can repeat and what I can't repeat, and I don't want to misstep. So I know that there was a whole, like you said, the story keeps going, and there's another business partner and all that. We don't talk about that, right? Oh, bit. oh, oh. Well, I mean, we could. Okay. I just want to make sure it's okay to, to yeah. go there. Well, now we've mentioned it. So yeah. Russell had a business partner. Correct. And it turned out that he ended up also taking his own life. Is that true? Yes, the day after. The day after Russell. The day after I found Russell. I'm not sure exactly what day he he ended up taking his life, but after it became public, it was all over the media, that that same day um, is when his business partner took his life. See, no one knows that. No one knows that. And it's because uh, of why. Why does no one know that? Because of his particular religion, his family had asked that it not become public until they were able to take him and have him properly buried. Um, I, and I don't want to. I don't want to stir anything up. But is it possible that they were in business with the wrong people? I think there's a lot of speculation that that was the case. Okay, and is it possible that both of these men could have taken their own lives to protect their families? I think that's highly likely as well. Okay. Um, all right. Yep. That's interesting. Heavy. Really heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Anyway, let's make it. We'll make a did little left know, turn. Did you know that Taylor is the most memed meme of all memes? Did you know that? No. There's the meme of Taylor screaming at the dinner table. Where was that? Um, I, Malibu? I was, in Malibu. In Malibu. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that image is the most memed meme of all Yelling memes. at the white cat with yes. the salad. <laughs> Can we see that meme? I don't yeah, remember this up. meme. You know, I was I sent to Taylor. Iconic. You know, Sal sent it to me because I apparently made a similar face on Cooking Kibbits. <laughs> Sal compared me to Taylor. I said, "Do you even know who that is?" He said, "No, but that's the most famous meme." I've had that friends. Oh. I've had friends send it to me, and I'm like, "Oh, are you watching Bravo now?" And they're like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, 
this is an iconic moment in, in the Bravo Pantheon. And they're like, oh, no, I'm just on Twitter. <laughs> like, and that's and even the description just says, the woman yells at cat. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what it says. When that meme got popular in 2019, which it still con- it still continues, there's Halloween costumes, there's so much merch out there. And I've no, I've never made a dime off of it. But um, when it first started happening, Kyle and I started sending them to each other, and it was just saying, woman yelling at cat. And finally on in, on social media, I was like, the woman yelling at cat is me. <laughs> <laughs> it's iconic. I mean, but it, you must get recognized by so many people who are not just Bravo people. I was at the Laguna Auto Center a few days ago, and I literally went back to get my car. And the guys, like all the Grease Monkey dudes, were like, are you that lady with yelling at the cat? <laughs> are you that like, lady oh, yelling at the cat? I don't understand. What, not what are you happens? a housewife or like anything else. Do we play else? it? No, 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 it's no that's video. It. It's that's no, the image. That's so it. people take that image on the left <laughs> and compare it or or insert other images. I mean, oh, you can I just, see. You'll they'll see take the they'll leave Taylor and they'll take the cat out and they'll have someone else there. Got but it. like, yeah, there's Halloween costumes where someone's dressed like they'll have a cutout of Taylor and then they'll be the cat or yeah. something. I was actually in this fabulous gay bar <laughs> and this guy came in Love. as the woman yelling cat meme. He was dressed like the cat and he had a salad attached to him. <laughs> and then he was holding up a poster board of me yelling. <laughs> and I came up behind him. He didn't know I was there. And I was like, hey. <laughs> I would have fabulous. freaked out. He did. A little bit, yeah. (laughs) So I'm trying to figure out how you ended up on Real Housewives of Orange County. Now, I know that you did the ultimate girls trip. Was that 2021? Yes. Okay. 22. 22. Wait, it might have been 21. So did- No, 21. So did, how did that happen? Did just Andy call you? Who calls you and says, hey, we're doing this girls trip. Dorinda's got a room for you. Yeah, Yeah. we're doing this girls trip at Bluestone Manor. We want you to be a part of it. Is that what happens? Yeah. Andy called me and he's he was so cute. He said, "Okay, it's just going to be fun, like no drama, just a girls trip, you know." And I'm like, "Andy Cohen, do you really think?" I'm like, "I'm going, but if you think I'm believe there's not any drama, you're you're funny." And then at the very end, after I said yes, he said, "Okay, wait, one more question. Um, are you willing to film with Brandy Glanville?" And I was like, mm-hmm. "That's what I thought." Did you? I was. I, that was one of my questions. Did you have a feeling that she was going to be there? Before? He told me. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't remember. Did you have an issue with her on that trip? We kind of had it out on that yeah. trip, finally, but it was all stuff from the past. And They we... went in having beef. Yes. But the I beef see. got sort of addressed and squashed, and then it flared up again, but then you squashed it again, and then it flared, and then a squash. So you ended up okay, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, we're good now. I mean, gosh only knows if we get back together, we'll probably start screaming at each other again, but... I really want to stay at that Bluestone Manor. That's on my bucket list. I know. I keep talking to Dorinda about it. It's so beautiful. That's... It's so cool. And she's a great, great hostess. Fabulous hostess. But I take off my shoes before I go upstairs, though, right? You better do that. And do yeah. not take any food up there. No, 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 no. And no. who had to sleep in the sleep sofa? Was that? A brandy. Oh, that was brandy. <laughs> but it was a nice sleep sofa. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you do ultimate uh, housewives, girls trip, whatever. And then, obviously, you know, you were a standout. And they, th- then what happens with real housewives? Uh, do you come up with that idea? You're like, hey, I'm living in Orange County. Yeah. I'd love to be a part of the show. So I had so much fun on Ultimate Girls, and it was such a different vibe for me because I wasn't going through hell, basically. You know, my, my home life wasn't a mess, and my my show life wasn't a mess, and there wasn't all the craziness going on. I mean, craziness on the show, but I had so much fun, and I thought, I miss this. And so I talked to Andy after, and I said, I would like to go on Orange County. I live there. My family's lived there forever. It's home to me. And he said, I'm open to it. And I was like, really? Because I just thought, this is a long shot, but why not? Um, 
total like just just popped in my head. Alison Dubois, that psychic. Yeah. You were there at Camille's house that night, yes. right? Is she a good psychic? Uh, I, Have you ever done a reading with her? No. I think she's a medium, though. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think she thinks she's both, but that show Medium was after her, remember? Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, so she did, did she make any pr- predictions that came true? She or? did to Kyle. What, what did dinner. she say? Because somebody Something told me that. Something about the husband will never emotionally fulfill you. That was what she said. Ooh, that just gave and me And then chills. she said, I could tell you the day you're going to die. That, yeah, that was the part I thought was like, but the day you're going to die. She didn't warn you all that the sprinkler was going to turn on while you were trying to escape the house. <laughs> I think that was She probably did that on purpose. Yeah, exactly. No, do you think Camille, I'm sorry, do you think Camille did that? Do you think they did turn on the sprinkler or was it just coincidence? I don't think Camille knows how to turn on the sprinkler. Oh, yeah. oh that's a good point. <laughs> Are you still friends with Camille? Yeah, friendly. Yeah. yeah, friendly. You know, we don't see each other that much. And as you all know that live here, a lot of people are under the impression that, oh, Orange County, Beverly Hills, they must hang out all the time. But it's a two worlds apart just from a traffic perspective. So it's not that easy to pop up. Plus, isn't Camille in Malibu? Yes. Which, which is, is so, so it's like an, yeah, it's like another state. Correct. <laughs> so when you live out there, it's isolating. It's beautiful, but it is isolating. Absolutely. I don't think I could do that. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new, and it's streaming now on Hulu. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus is central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. All right, you've got an appearance today at LAX. I do. Okay, what time will you be there? Uh, Look now- at Taylor's face. <laughs> <laughs> He's kidding. Oh. 
<laughs> it just means I need some entertainment at LAX. <laughs> oh, come on by LAX. Originally planned for Gate 43, but now I will be at Gate 47B. Okay, and what time? What time is your flight? It's going to be very quick appearance because my flight departs at 12:23. And what I'm, time do you board? Time, do you it's think? Time to go to the airport. I'm going to board at about 11:45, 11 11 but I'm Group One, so I'm just going to walk right in. The okay, so if you're interested in seeing Doug and meeting him <laughs> and getting a picture, probably get to that gate. Gate what? Get get. Yeah, gate 47B. 47B, like probably around 1130, because yeah. you're, you're not going to have a long time. What about the lounge, though, if people want to be in the lounge? I don't think I'm going to have time <laughs> for the lounge today. What, is it Delta Lounge? or No, where? American. Oh, the American a Lounge. A T4, but that's right across from gate 43. But if they want extra time with Doug, they could get on the shuttle with him from the parking garage. Oh, where where, yes. you, where were you at, parking? I'll be at Wally Park Shuttle. <laughs> <laughs> but, but don't look for my regular car, because I'm in a rental car. Oh, what color is it? They're never going to find you. black. Oh. It's a black rental car. Oh. Okay. So look for me and say hi, won't you? Now, I did want to point out, so yesterday Patty Stanger was here, and she she brought her pheromone sprays. We were lighting pheromone candles, which made this everyone in this room crazy horny. Really? But really? I just wanted to point joy. out, I wanted to point out, everybody was, yeah, everybody was kind of fired up, right? Horned up. But those pheromones, did you notice? Not one person was attracted to Alyssa. <laughs> I mean, even the pheromones don't work on Alyssa. But those are the most expensive pheromones in the world. Well, I know they work, but I think Alyssa might need more pheromones than most, don't you think? She needs like a heavy-duty one. Because I don't think anybody was attracted yeah, to her. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. She's married, so what does I'm that matter? I'm just saying, you still want to be I, like, yeah. you want people. you want to be desired, right? Is it drops or spray? By the way, dudes were checking you spray. out last night at Merwah. Oh, does, yeah? your, does your husband know that? Does he notice that? You look so. good last night. Oh, thank you. So did um, you. There was a cute guy at Sight Glass who was also looking at Taylor, and I had my eye on him, and then he was looking at Taylor. Oh, oh she's such a cock blocker, Taylor. <laughs> this is the last time you're coming on the show. <laughs> such a crush on him. <laughs> All right, so let's talk um, about OC. Who do we like? Who do we don't like? Who are we getting along with? Who are our, best, our besties? So Tamara and I did Ultimate Girls Trip together. Okay. So we kind of came in with a relationship, and she's so spicy and fiery. She wasn't like that on Ultimate Girls, so I got to see a little bit of fiery side of Tamara more so on OC, mm-hmm. which I've enjoyed, and that, especially because the fire's not coming my direction, which is nice. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. And then Shannon and I have become really close. We are now officially the Hot Mess Sisters. I asked her to be my tequila wife, and I gave her, <laughs> <laughs> gave her a little sombrero ring, which she was Aww. really happy about. She wore it all evening at The Quiet Woman. So I feel like we're kind of tequila engaged. Um, and she and I just have a blast She's together. She's so fun. She's so fun. I know you guys are friends too. Now you guys, so you're almost an empty nester, right? Because Kennedy yes. will be a senior this year. Yes. So you're, and then Shannon is an empty nester. The twins are going away. So you girls are just ready to go out. We are. We are ready to go And hit The Quiet out. Woman. <laughs> that is it. <laughs> is that where you go? Yeah, except here's the problem. If everybody Shannon's going to date is going to end up at The Quiet Woman, we're going to have to eventually find a new place because like we ran into David Bedore there we ran into John there right, we, right. she went out with a couple of other guys and they came in there one night we were there I'm like we're gonna have to move spots because yeah. this place is too small for you and all your men <laughs> <laughs> now uh, there was a there's a whole storyline here about you know there's a movie that you actually have shot called The Guardian with um, is it Eric Roberts? Yes. Okay, Eric so Roberts. that movie is shot done. When will that movie come out? You know, I don't know. With everything that's going on, I assume it's going to be streaming, but I need to check in with with all of that. And are you SAG? I am not. Oh, non-union. I was about to be until until this happened. Yeah. Well, hold it so off. and then you shot another movie after that. 
Yes, we shot Masterpiece, which I'm really excited about. It's a thriller, and I play an anchor and uh, I'll a tell news you, anchor. A news anchor. Okay, it's a good role for me. It is, especially because a boat, boat anchor. anchor. <laughs> Come on, a boat anchor. Two shackles. I'm going in. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? No. The great thing about for me being a new actress, playing an anchor is such a straightforward role. It's it's easy. I'm I'm just delivering the news, and I think that's a good way for me to break in, as opposed to having to have like tons of emotions and it feeling a little false that those are my first roles. So I'm really excited about it, and it's a thriller. But I filmed all of my scenes at my desk, my news desk. But my favorite part of the whole script that I read is there is a young version of me because there's something that happens in the past, and I'm a beat on the street reporter. And then later, now I've advanced, and I'm an anchor woman. And on the script, they call the other one Young Shallon. Oh. Mm. And I was like, well, why don't you just call me Old Shallon? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can it just be Shallon 1 and Shallon 2? Now, obviously, you must be uh, you must be a pleasure to work with because the same people, the same production company, they hired you for Masterpiece. They hired you for Guardian. Right. They must have been happy with you because then they offered you Masterpiece, correct? Yes. And now they've offered you another film. Yes, Squad 2 and Squad 3, where I'll be playing an FBI agent. So they're sequels Ooh. to Squad 1. So- I mean, these are four movies pretty quickly. Yeah. That's so amazing. now is Heather kicking herself for not, not doing this role? Because it sounds like these people are pretty loyal to their cast. Yes. I mean, I feel like I'm working with, like, Steven Spielberg, who always wants the same people back. Okay, but maybe not Steven Spielberg, but, you know, somewhere along those lines. I mean, I'm just hoping. Um, the weird thing about the whole Heather thing is I, I'd like to use this as a reference. Let's just say that you're an accountant and I'm an accountant. And my accounting firm has an opening for an accountant. And I go, hey, by the way, our accounting firm has an opening. That is not me offering you a job. That is me saying there's an opportunity here. Yeah. And, and then you say, okay, I'm in. And I go, great. That's great. And then I call my boss and go, I think I have somebody for the, for yes, the accounting of course, position. Of course. That is how this all started in my mind. How it has escalated to whatever it is at this point, I'm like, I'm not a casting director. That's not what I was putting down. I was saying, you're an actor. I'm becoming an actor. And there's a role available. Yeah. I thought it was straightforward. Well, so if you watch Real Housewives of Orange County, you'll see, I, I think she was expecting like an offer or I don't know what was happening, but it seemed to me you were just trying to just connect two people. And I thought it would be fun to have someone on set with me for my very first movie. You know, we could read lines together and work together. I, I thought it was going to be an all positive thing. And I don't know if she's kicking herself for not doing it, but at the same time, I also think that in her mind, she thought I was playing the lead. And so oh. she was like, oh, if you think I'm going to be playing under oh, you, you got to be kidding me, right. you know, your first movie. And it wasn't, her, she was one of the leads. Right. And she has the acting chop, chops to do that. Absolutely. But um, I'm just curious. So um, the, she never called, they never called her. She never, like, did you just kind of get, well, wow, if you're going to be so difficult here, I'm not even going to make the connection? Or did they connect with her and not hire her? Well, it's, it's convoluted, but. So what happened was she said, I'm in, and then we did an acting class together. We had an acting coach come in, and she read with me, and we had that all set up. And then I had created a script for her, printed a script for her, and had it bound. I remember that. And, and was giving her the script and thought she would leave with it. And when she first got there, I said, I really want you to do this role. I really hope you're going to play this role. And I had sent her some pictures of the set, and then she said, you're so cute. And I was like, what does that mean? 
Because, <laughs> see, I'm not cute. That's not a word I would use for me. And, like, you're young you're Shallon. So cute. <laughs> yeah, right? No, I'm old Shallon, is the problem. Uh, but the whole you're so cute. Like, you're so cute if you think I'd be in a movie with you is uh, how she I. She felt dismissed. I felt very dismissed. And then I give her the script and then just play along, take it with you. And she left it on my table when she left the house. And I was like, okay, I got it. It, it so, just it hurt my feelings that it felt very dismissed. So you got the role. You obviously did well. And now they offered you, then they offered you a second film, which you already shot, correct? I shot my anchor scenes. Okay, so that's done. Yes. So now you've done two films in what? Is this a two-year period, a one-year period? No, I shot, I was there for one week when I shot Guardians and then my first scenes for Masterpiece. But now everything's on hiatus. So I only shot my anchor scenes and I haven't shot with the other actors yet. Oh, I see. So they st- you still have scenes to shoot for Masterpiece. Yeah. Then when the strike is is done, then they'll go into Squad 1 and Squad 2. Squad 2 and Squad 3, yes. Squad 2. Oh, there's already been a Squad 1. What happened one. to Squad yes. 1? So squad... they're bringing you on in Squad 2. I have to yes. catch up. Yeah, yeah. we got to watch that. We have that. to watch Squad 1. I know. You can't just jump in. <laughs> so have you... So obviously there was... Uh, you know, watching the show, there was tension between you and Heather. Has that been resolved at all? Well, interestingly enough, I thought it was resolved, and then we all had holiday dinner together. Well, Tamara and Shannon didn't come, so it was Gina, Emily, Jen, and myself, and um, Heather, of course, and everything was great. I sat next to her. We had holiday dinner, and then Heather's birthday rolled around in January, so not that long after the holidays, and she threw herself a few birthday parties. Oh, yeah. We got one of those here, too, at Jeff Lewis Live. (laughs) And I I always thought one was enough. Maybe a $50,000 tea party would have been enough. I don't know. But she threw her birthday parties, and she invited everyone except for Tamara, Shannon, and myself. So wow, we're living parallel she lives right now. You, Tamara, or Shannon to her birthday yeah. party? Yeah, correct. So there's a lot. A lot of people were invited. Yes, and but, she and she excluded the three of you. But did, did the weird. other housewives go? Did Jen go? Did Emily go? Did Jean, were they invited? They were invited. Emily is the oh. only one that I know of that went. But you know, here was the thing. Like, so the three three of cast members were invited, and three were not. Correct. Mm. And you know, it's like here, right? You're in office. If I work for my accounting firm that I brought up, yeah. Um, if I'm working Very there, successful. and I, I know, right? Abacus I actually, not an account, and I'm just using it as a reference. But if I'm having a, a party a birthday party and I invite the whole office except for two or three people. It reminds me of when you're in first grade and somebody hands out invitations to everyone and they yeah. exclude, exclude people. It's, it's not, not professional. It's like grade. a bullshit high school mean girl move. A hundred percent. We got something like that going on around here yeah, right because now. Because we work, we work together. I mean, yeah. we're, we're in business together. It's not just like catty girl fight. Consider yeah. the source. <laughs> nice. Um, I'm good with Heather right now, so I don't want to rock the boat. This is just, you know, um, but we have a we have a co-host here, Megan. She's having a, a big birthday party on Sunday. I keep bringing it up every day, and um, she hasn't invited any of the chumps. As far as we know, maybe there could be chumps going. Maybe no, I, she's excluded uh, I mean, a few. I, I wasn't invited, and I and she said nobody was invited. Mm. I didn't say you didn't invite me. Who did? I just I just. But she was it. she was on the air yesterday or the day before, and she was saying that you know if I invite one chump, I have to invite all the chumps. But here's the thing: so you invite twenty chumps. 10 show up who gives a fuck she's like it's expensive how much really how much really is it for 10 more people nobody eats everybody's on manjaro so like the food cost will be 40 dollars. we do drink a lot though yeah but you know yeah but she didn't invite any of any any of us as far as we know as far as we know we don't know well when there be invitations on your desk maybe you didn't get an invitation but the other thing is what's heather complaining about the cost oh right i can't invite those three it's way too expensive yeah it's divisive i think yeah, I will. I don't. I don't like it. I'm. I'm one of those people that you know. I've. I've. 
when I have parties, I invite everybody. I invite exactly. everybody. Exactly. And also, I, I like Heather. It's just uh, this tension that's going on. I guess we'll see how it resolves on the reunion. It's a bad move politically, I think, to do that. I agree. I think it's... And I'm hurt because I thought we were closer friends than that, to be honest with you. Megan. Have you, yeah. Oh, I thought we were... You and Heather? I, Heather and I, I thought we were close. I should have been invited to her party. <laughs> I, um, no, but, I was invited to Heather's party. Yeah. No, I mean, when we did, I did a very like expensive Napa trip for Stu's birthday last year. And Megan was at the top of my list, Megan and Ben. And we only took, we only took like four other people. And we, you know, I just. So should you have invited, by your logic, should you have invited me and Shane and all the other chumps? There's, I think there's a difference when you're doing like an intimate dinner or a trip versus having a party where, look, it's extremely expensive to take 25 people to Napa, right? <laughs> but if I'm having a party in my backyard, it doesn't fucking matter whether there's 30 people or 60 people. It really doesn't make a difference. She is hosting all the chumps on the 19th, though. She might be thinking, why would I host 40, the same 40 people two weeks apart? Um, I don't know. Just, just tell you my feelings. Is she feelings. not feeling the pressure? <laughs> No, I don't. Th- I think I also think that this thing she's doing Sunday, which none of us were invited to, but I don't think it's. But a there's big gays thing. going. It's Who, a fairy Jer- party. No, Jeremy and Tim. Jeremy Jer- and Tim. Jeremy and Tim. Yeah. <laughs> well, but maybe okay. they're invited because they have a winery and they and she, we, they bring free wine. We are uh, going to Megan's house the following week, and you're going to be at my house. I don't know that if I'm going. Too. I don't know if I can make it. Well, you're going to be at my house for Carney and Kibbutz. I don't know if I can make it. This is like the Real Housewives of Jeff Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> it's worse. <laughs> Um, when you went to Montana, the trip on Montana, yes. uh, you were very shocked to find. Well, first of all, you had a, a, a gu- you went white water rafting, and you had a guide and a rower, like a he was in charge of the boat. Yes, and he was wearing short shorts with no underwear, and his balls fell out of the shorts, <laughs> and you saw his balls. I hundred percent. Actually, Tamara and Jen saw him first, and then I saw Tamara like in shock and say something to Jen and they start giggling and I'm like what because I was on the other side of the boat like I don't want to be excluded like the birthday party and so then I, she goes his ball and I was like oh my and so I look and then we can't stop looking so the whole, <laughs> we're supposed to be facing forward and rowing were they nice balls it was like kind of big and purple maybe it was yeah. purple water, I don't know it just looked purple it was weird but it was only one ball which was oh, also weird it was just was hanging it the left out or one, the right it was on my side <laughs> <laughs> so it was, was the his left. left ball. It was his left ball. Okay, because you were on the right. Okay, no, I was left on the left, ball. and so every time I looked, it was on my side. It was I was ball. I was I was ball side, not port and starboard. I was ball side. Of it was the raft. coming for you, Taylor. No, you <laughs> you were shocked to find out that it's actually Shade's cousin. <laughs> Hold the phone. I, I literally thought you were kidding for like 20 no. minutes when you were telling that story because this kid lives off the grid in a tent by in the Montana. river yeah. in Montana. This is a first cousin of That's, yours? Yeah, my, my co- cousin Kevin. My mom sent me this picture in like November of him with you and with Taylor, Jen and Tamara Judge and of and my cousin Kevin. She's like, oh, look, Ke- Kevin met the housewives. Do you know them? Ha ha. I was like. Tamara Judge? <laughs> oh, my God. His mom said that to my mom. Right, so and then funny. we couldn't it stop saying the ball. word ball after that. So <laughs> I was, then I we were like, this is a ball. He, you're a baller. And then I, and I, and I, and I was like. So I, he had no idea his balls were falling I out. His ball. No, I mean, but then I then I said, I'm so sick of sandwich. That's why I hope we get spaghetti and meatballs tonight. And like, we just couldn't stop. And we got Did he the, ever get the reference? No. And then he, then he was so cute when we got, when we took that picture, he said, I'm going to have 
a viewing party for everybody in town oh, at no. the local bar. Oh, and no. I'm like, and we all knew. Like, oh, <laughs> and there was a GoPro in the front of the boat, so I knew it was shooting right, right up the shore. I talked to Tamara at BravoCon last year, and that's when we, we made the connection about it. And so I knew this whole time that is the whole ball exposure situation. And his Kevin was so excited, and his mom was so excited. I talked to my mom. She was like, do I tell them? Like, she was, like, really conflicted. Like, do I warn them that this is going to happen? And I was like, well, maybe they didn't use it. I don't know. Don't stress them out. But then, of course, that was what was his reaction? What was his reaction? I haven't talked to him since. I don't know. Yeah, how'd that party go? How'd that viewing party go? You know he has some nickname in town now. Uh, for sure. For sure. And Purple ball. Small. Yeah. Purple. I mean, he's going to be mortified when he watches that show. It's already aired. Oh, uh, okay. has he said anything? Well, he's off the grid. He doesn't have a phone. He's off the grid. I don't know. That might be better. Thanks for listening. If you want more of this, listen to Jeff Lewis Live every weekday on Sirius XM, as well as the Jeff Lewis Channel exclusively on the Sirius XM app. For a three-month free trial, go to SiriusXM.com slash Jeff Lewis. Terms apply. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation.